What's up, everyone, and welcome back for episode three of The Sweet Peaceful. My name is Kelton Burns. Today I am joined by the one and only Alex Curtis. Hey, 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 hey. And the great Devin Luna. How's it going? Today we're going to be covering <laughs> some games, some shows, a little bit about what you guys have been watching, and some music, and then, of course, the Instagram popularity poll at the end. So let's get started. So, kind of want to talk to you guys about something I heard about recently. Apparently, they found a sex scene in the credits of Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's been like 13 or 16 years since that movie came out, and they're just discovering it. I We're think... starting it off nice and saucy, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Straight into the sauce. This is what you call <laughs> the meat sauce simmering. <laughs> get the sauce simmering, and we'll, we'll get into the I think yeah, I, mean, I think we need to clarify a little bit. It's it's not a sex scene. It's very graphic. You know, it's you're very, not. It's, it's intense. It's so graphic. Oh, so. It lasts graphic. for like one second, though. Um, it's just on the Marauders map. <laughs> it's just the. It looks like there's a pair of feet standing in between two other pair of feet that are spread apart in, in a, like you a, know a very like a suggestive closet. way. <laughs> in a very suggestive way. It's up for interpretation. Let's say that you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, needless to say, I won't be letting my kids watch Prisoner of Azkaban anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not in my Christian household, no. Under yeah. this roof, never. I actually couldn't watch Harry Potter growing <laughs> up because my parents were extremely Christian. Rest. Oh yeah, peace. my grandparents were all like, "That's witchcraft." But I was like, "Bro, yeah. I just want to wave a wand around and come on, man, fight people, cast some spells." I'm so glad I didn't grow up with uh, any of those restrictions. <laughs> You just get to watch whatever you want. Do you guys remember Not those whatever, Harry Potter like potion would... kits that you could buy that would make like jellies and oh yeah. slimes and shit, dude? <laughs> I remember I went over to my friend David's house because like uh, I c- my mom didn't want to buy me those, and like we made all this weird sugar jelly stuff and this weird plastic homemade Harry Potter kit and ate it. It was gross, dude. <laughs> that sounds gross. Those things always looked so appealing <laughs> as a kid, like so dope, and then you get it and you get extremely disappointed. You're just like, oh. <laughs> That wasn't what I thought. <laughs> like, wow, this is terrible quality. It's almost like they put no effort into this. Dude, I'm kind of like reflecting on how, like, uh, recently I've realized my favorite Harry Potter movie is pri- probably Prisoner of Azkaban. Maybe that's just because of the goddamn sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it was just subliminally there and you, you didn't realize it. No, the sex like, scene wow. is really what, what makes the movie. <laughs> I pause it on that moment <laughs> for a little while, you know. What's your guys' favorite uh, Harry Potter f- movie? Hmm. Mine's also Prisoner of Azkaban, but not because of the sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban just has kind of like a dark, grungy vibe. Yeah, that's what I like about it. That's what I like I about think it. I, like I really like Goblet, Goblet of Fire, Fire growing up. Ooh, yeah. there it is, dude. Jinx. Did you read man. the book? Well, that one's yeah, got the dude, dragon, I read all the, I read all the books when I was like... Dude, the maze? I, was the, I just remember the maze in the book is terrifying. I remember crying... Dude, there's like a lot of things. There's a lot of things dies. in the books that are like more. I don't know. Like the movies are definitely more tailored towards the teen audience. It seems. Yeah. Well, in the book, in the maze, there's giant spiders, dementors, just multiple deadly things that can kill you, and it just makes the maze so much scarier. And in the movie depiction, the walls just start rustling and stuff. I just, I didn't get it. 
That's it. Damn, I <laughs> they never were read rustling. The, books. the maze was changing, and then the bushes. Oh, yeah, was, the bushes were grabbing people and killing them. Like they, it wasn't just the bushes were rustling. Not really killing them though. I always assumed they were just like no tying them up and sending them back. Dying in the book, they were probably dying. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent death confirmed, man. Hundred percent death <laughs> confirmed. Um. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, on to games. Me and Devin, back when uh, this game called Dreams came out, both of us bought the early oh, access yeah. copy. Um, and Dreams is basically a game where you can make games inside of it. So it's basically like gives you the tools to make whatever you want. You can make movies, you can make uh, a picture if you wanted, you can make an interactive experience. And it comes with tutorials and stuff too. So it's like actually a game developing software in a sense. You can... Yeah, basically a very affordable game developing software. Even to the point where they're discussing the possibility of selling the games made within Dreams. So specifically, one that caught my eye recently was the Avatar game. Uh, someone's developing a game based on Avatar The Last Airbender, and it's been, like, blowing up. Oh, uh, and so I know cool. we're all, you guys have been watching Avatar, so. Yeah, you sent me that link, and, I don't know, the video was explaining how there's never really been, like, a good Avatar game to grace grace the scenes. But, I don't know, this one, this it looks cool. I mean, it's limited to the Dream software, which, I mean, can be kind of janky sometimes, if I'm being real. But it's a very affordable, like, game and software. So what he's doing with it, a guy with no prior video game developing experience, is pretty fucking cool. It it looks amazing, man. Like that whole preview that I watched had me excited. I was like, man, like I've never seen any Avatar game like come close to this. It looks cool. I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah, when they cut to like the PS2 footage of a Avatar game, it just I looks know. like complete <laughs> shit. And then you see this one. The Avatar game I played was on like the DS or the Game Boy. Yeah, we never really had a good one, man. And the the, the glider scenes look really cool. And I was stoked to hear that um, the guy was super like hyper focused on making the interactions in within the game and how the game interacts with your uh, character, like hyper focusing on that aspect of the game and making sure all the abilities and combat works smoothly as opposed to worrying firsthand about like the quest chains and all that jazz it's like he's got the environment and then he's getting down the combat and the mechanics so the game actually feels good in the long run instead of yeah putting all the focus into the storyline and having like not a good feeling combat system or something man. so it's i don't know it seems like it's promising it seems like he's focusing on the right stuff and the guy was talking about how um the dude that's developing it is just super focused on bringing to life a lot of the best parts of the show and a lot of the like really um, identifiable parts of the stuff. show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, key moments, key places. There better be the cabbage cart, man, dude. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that guy I got his it. own pop figure made because yeah. he's so popular. That's hilarious. My cabbages. But honestly, if uh, this re- or if this game isn't reason enough to like pick up dreams, there's so many other things on dreams that you can just fuck around with. So many like cool user created mm. like little games. And it's just and they're like endless. Yeah, there's so many. Did you guys make a game when you had? When you I tried to. I did the tutorials and stuff. It's honestly like it, it goes really in depth. It's something that you have to like sink a lot of time into to get right. good at. Yeah, unfortunately, I mainly just wanted to play other people's creations to see what was going on yeah i did that too 
I just recently updated it because like it's been a f- several months since I last played, and I know that like in that time, I bet more games that are more flawless and more refined have been probably produced. Mm. Yeah, and there's lots of funny shit. I just watched like a video game donkey video on it, and I was laughing my ass off. There's so many weird, weird ass games on that. Hell yeah! You know what else is another weird ass game? Quantum League. I've been uh, playing that for the last two days. Yeah, that did look weird. It's an FPS arena game that you're fighting inside a time loop. So basically it's three rounds. And so whatever you do in the first round, let's say you run and you kill the enemy, uh, then there's 10 more seconds left in the round for you to continue on your actions. Because when round two comes along, your previous players from the previous round, they'll still be in the game. And they're now your teammate technically. So now you're working around trying to help them out. Uh, and maybe if they die before they get that kill that they got in the first round, then they don't have that kill anymore. And that means that other enemy is now alive and whatever actions they did after Jesus. they died. Uh, so it's it's kind of like hard to wrap your mind around. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds that sounds wild. Once you get into it, it's like you start to, it starts to click. It's like, okay, like I died, but now I know that if I save myself in a future round, now my actions are being saved. So you try to like plan it out strategically. And sometimes it results in extremely chaotic... Um, matches that are that happen and it's just you trying to outsmart your enemy on like taking into account past actions what? and what future actions you can take what the hell this and I, i've really there cool. was like it is cool and it's been a really hard sell for me to get anyone else to try it it's in early access right now i remember on 360 there was this demo you could download for this time game that i played a lot where you could re- rewind time and play with time and i've always been fascinated by like playing games where you can like rewind and then go forward also that's like a super hard mechanic to like implement into a multiplayer game because when you're in a single player game like reversing time is easy the ai just goes back to right where they were right they're dumb but like an actual living player that's just that's hard to do yeah like sometimes i'll find myself like i'll come around a corner and i know that maybe he's not there now but in a future round he might come around this corner so i'll just shotgun the corner and then in a future round if he doesn't know that i did that he might run around the corner and then my first round player could be already killing him while i'm doing something else that round so like it's very weird but i've been enjoying it a lot yeah that sounds super (laughs) strange man yeah that's wild another game that's coming out soon ghost of uh tsushima I sent you guys trailers for that game. It's a new open world game set in Japan in the 1270s where you're playing as The Last Samurai. Yeah, that game looked really good. Looks wonderful. Yeah, I'm stoked. The graphics look amazing. Um, it's kind of giving me those Red Dead, Red Dead vibes. Yeah, uh, with the or like Horizon. Writing. Reminds me a lot of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. It's like a good a mix of, of yeah, a lot of like open world games. Just like a good mix of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, in one of the videos, they were discussing how you can take the samurai route where, like, you approach kind of like a base of enemies, mongrels, that's what they are, um, and you just have your your blade out and you kind of enter into that, like, 1v1 power stance where, like, you're both slowly approaching each other with your swords drawn. Right. Or you can go the ghost route and kind of stealthily sneak in and pick them off one by one, and it's very Assassin's Creed uh influence it looks like in that manner yeah i saw the double assassination on that and i was i was already sold like the fact that you can drop down on one enemy and then quickly just stab another yeah 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 that one's developed by sucker punch the people who made infamous oh and the i was watching the english trailer and then the 
the one like 18 minute gameplay that you sent me was in Japanese, and I de- I'm definitely gonna play that game in Japanese. Gives it the right feel. Right before the first, even before the game starts getting started, you can switch it to Japanese, and I'll definitely do that. And they also have the option to switch it to black and white to like mirror classic samurai movies. And although I really like what the color looks like, I think I'm going to play it first in black and white just to see what, what that's like. Nah, dude, but I'm playing it normal, but in Japanese for sure. I really like black and white. That sounds really like interesting movies. to have all those different options of <laughs> like experience to play the game, like color, black and white, and different languages to play in. It's like, yeah, and they're saying like each cool. armor uh, changes your like play style, so. Mm. So you get to wear what you want, and it'll change your play style. Interesting. Speaking of play styles, Valorant has a new hero. I know we've talked about Valorant a lot, but I just wanted to briefly cover it because oh, yeah. uh, they revealed Reyna, the new hero that's coming on launch uh, mm. today, about an hour or two ago. And she looks really cool. I'm excited to like learn more about her moveset. Yeah, it was, she looks all like Moira. It was kind of hard to get a grasp of her abilities. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a 30-second clip. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, very short clip. Very short clip. But she looked super cool. Um, it looked like like um, what you said. It was upon killing someone, like an orb drops or something like that. So it looks like that um, kind of it's like a sustainable offensive character. Where it's like the more kills you get, the, like, the better it is for you, right? So it's like every time you kill somebody, you get the option to heal or do more damage, et cetera, et cetera. So it seems like Yeah, kind of like that snowball effect. Yeah. I think yeah. it's definitely going to be a... a- like hero or whatever we call them uh one that you can't like just pick up right away it's gonna be like a harder one to use yeah i was never a big fan of moira in overwatch and she seems to be very similar kind of kit well yeah. the high skill cap you saying Devin? yeah i feel like yeah 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 you see have you guys played uh the last of us oh, yeah. i played the first one yeah oh you have yeah uh so that game the sequel to that game is three weeks out i just finished my replay of the first one in preparation because i just wanted a refresher on the story i thought it had already come out uh it was supposed to come out yesterday oh and then it got delayed so yeah it comes out three weeks they confirmed seattle is a big location in that game so i'm stoked for that yeah since we live so close did they remaster the first one yeah they did for ps4 because it was a ps3 title okay maybe okay that's what i'm remembering i think i played it on ps3 though oh wow yeah, I played it on PS3, and then I, I re, I got the remastered, and then played it on PS4. Nice, nice. Yeah, like that game is like really, uh, it's really good, but it's also it's like pretty jumpy. <laughs> like <laughs> when I was playing that game, I was like, I was like, oh, I was like on edge so often because I was like, man, this is it's really like suspenseful during the entire oh, yeah. experience. The vibes it's definitely that they a provide. stealth survival type game. Yeah. Yeah, that game's story pacing is incredible. Like, watching Joel as he, like, doesn't have a relationship with Ellie and he doesn't want to have a relationship with her because of his um, trauma from losing his daughter. And then slowly over the course, you watch them warm up to each other and both evolve. And, like, that character development can all contained within this game. It's, it's just incredible. You don't see that very often. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and the, the zombies themselves, or whatever, you want, whatever they're called, uh, they're just, like, unique on their own. Just mushroom people. Yeah, and there's like multiple different types of them, right? Yeah, runners, clickers, and bloaters. And that shit is like real, dude. Like, actual spores take over um, ants' minds <laughs> and control them. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, for that sequel, 
PlayStation just announced that any game that has been certified after a certain date needs to be compatible with PS5 if it's coming out for the PS4. So expect any games coming out right now and to the future also to work on PS5. Um, will the graphics and all that cool. translate, though? Well, I don't think the graphics will get a boost. They'll probably just be the so, same. So, yeah, it'll just be backwards compatible. Unless it's remastered. Yeah, yeah because they're confirmed the next gen is going to be cross-gen and cross-platform, so I'll be able to play with PS4 users and the other platforms. It's going to be a hard thing, because part of me wants to... I mean, I know I'm going to buy it for my PS4, but, I don't know, part of me wants to definitely just save money and get it for the PS5, but that's so far away. We'll definitely cover the PS5 more next week because they have a big reveal scheduled for, I think, June 4th. Do they have a, like, set in stone release date for the PS5? Uh, no. Both Xbox and oh, Microsoft and Sony haven't given any release dates outside of holiday this year. Confirmed, like, hard. It's going to be coming out this year in holiday. Okay. Uh, it seems like they're almost playing the waiting game on price point, where one is waiting for the other to name it, so then who can get cheaper, because price point really has yeah, a big Yeah, this is going to be a big battle. <laughs> yeah. Who comes out on top. And these are really expensive consoles that are being made. It's the, the power is incredible. Did you guys know that when Sony first was trying to get into the console game, they, were, they decided to try to work with Nintendo to make a to make the first PlayStation. It was going to be a Nintendo PlayStation. What the hell? That'd have been crazy. That's a crossover and a half. <laughs> well, it was yeah. It was before PlayStation was even a thing. Uh, but Sony and Nintendo ended up even having ended up having a falling out that went pretty bad. <laughs> um, so only one Nintendo PlayStation was ever made, and it just recently went up for auction and sold for three hundred thousand dollars to the person who made the Oculus Rift. <laughs> what the fuck? That's crazy. I need, to, I, need to, I need to look at this, dude. Nintendo Fun fact. PlayStation. What? In the, in the new Scoob movie, the Nintendo, the Nintendo PlayStation, he has one. <laughs> someone, someone spotted it in his room underneath his TV. So no, a little Easter egg kidding. there. What the hell? Yeah, damn. It's real. Yeah, the Nintendo PlayStation. There's even Let's a little see. video that's like, we turned on the Nintendo PlayStation. Shaggy somehow has a Nintendo PlayStation in the new Scooby-Doo. What a boss. Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, whoever is, like, the animators for that movie, I guess, wanted to slide in that little... Uh, Just random-ass Easter egg. little sweet treat. little sweet treat for the fans. Does Sony have, like, is that... Do they have any, like, relation with the Scoob movie, or what? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Or did they just, like, randomly put that shit in? Yeah, they could have just randomly put it in, because I doubt that Sony would want the Nintendo PlayStation in one of their movies, you know? They'd probably just prefer the PlayStation was in the movie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Another animated uh, video game-related thing I'm looking forward to is the Kingdom Hearts Disney Plus series that was just recently confirmed. It's going to be developed or produced by Square, so it's going to be made in the Unreal Engine, so expect it to be like the cutscenes. Okay, okay. Uh, it, they're also going to have all the Disney voice actors reprise their roles as the Disney characters. So maybe that'll help non-Kingdom Hearts players as well as future Kingdom Hearts players catch up on the story and understand it better. Where, like, where is it starting at? Is it just going That's through also not all confirmed. of them? Or, oh, okay. They've just confirmed that it's starting, but I would assume it's going to start at the beginning. Wait, you said Disney Plus, so this is a show you're talking about? Yeah, they're making it into a series. Hmm. And yeah. I... 
am a big, big Kingdom Hearts fan, so I, I'm hoping that it turns out well. Yeah, I've never, I never got super into Kingdom Hearts. They're fun games. Yeah. They're fun games. I got into them a little bit. I hopped around mostly. They have, yeah, I played them growing up, and I just had like a heavy nostalgia within it. Because there's a lot of the other ones, like the ones on the DS and stuff like that, that I, I never played, but the ones on the PlayStation, yeah. Yeah, there's like 13 games. It's a lot to get into. I asked some friends of the show what they've been watching and binging during this whole pandemic quarantine. Since everyone's been stuck inside, I was curious, like, what has everyone been watching? Because I know you, like, you guys are it's watching like one Avatar. of the only thing you can do in quarantine is watch. It. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to read off some feedback that we got based on that question. So my dear friend Ryan Black has been watching The Witcher. That new Netflix oh, series. Good show. Good show. I love it. Have like either it. of you watched that? I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I watched it with my mother actually, and uh, she was super into it. Oh my god, I want. I wanted like I wanted more of it as soon as I finished it. I binged through yeah. it really fast. Yeah. My mom was upset that there wasn't more. She's like, "Why did you show me this? Now I have to wait." <laughs> Dude, somebody, there was just this girl on my friends list on Facebook, who I don't know very well. And she just posted a status, like, saying, The Witcher is so overrated, blah, 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 like, going on about it. And, like, people only like it because of uh, Henry's butt or something like this. <laughs> and I was just, like, immediately just unfriended her. I was like, <laughs> I was like Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I have no like, I don't, I don't need this kind of negativity around me right now. This show is amazing. <laughs> I do like The Witcher, but it does remind me of like a cheaper, almost like soap opera e Game of Thrones. Yeah, the only <laughs> like critique I had against it was like the weird time jumping that it did throughout the show. Because yeah. part well, of me that's... was like, I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Like, half it didn't the time. seem necessary. Okay, hold up, slow the roll though. Um, it was intentional. Yeah, that's so you like... could be like, whoa, it's all no, falling no, no, into hold place. Up, hold up, hold up, that's. Literally, I mean, I've talked to people who've read the books, and they say that's exactly how it is in the books. That really? it's, like, the early books are a collection of stories. They're not, it's not one, like, the stories are connected, but it's not yeah, one linear story. thing. It's just a collection of short stories, and that's what this show is modeled after. I listened oh, okay. to an interview Makes with, the, with the writer, and she did say that they were trying to mirror the books, but it just didn't translate well to the TV yeah. show. And I think it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because they already confirmed season two will have a linear storyline and they won't do that again. I definitely li like looked past it, though, so because yeah. I still I mean, enjoyed the hell out of, out of that's the fine. show. I'm not upset that they're taking that away, but like it is what they meant to do, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely what they meant to do. Uh, I know all of our good friend Brandon Vu. He said he's watching Love Midnight Gospel. Guy. Love that guy. Big shouts to Brandon Vu. Big shouts to Brandon Vu. Love you, Vu. <laughs> Love you, Vu. But uh, he's watching Midnight, Midnight Gospel. Gospel, that new uh, podcast animated show. Right, right. I heard it's um, interesting. <laughs> I watched the uh, first two episodes. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's basically uh, a podcast where the uh, this podcast focuses on long form conversation, or it's usually two individuals discussing a topic. And then Pendleton Ward, the creator of Adventure Time, reached out to the creator of the podcast and was like, hey, I want to animate this. And so we got Midnight Gospel. That sounds, sounds nice. Now I heard there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of cool philosophy stuff in there. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's some of the topics are really deep, and then it's kind of like a hard contrast with the crazy visuals you're getting. Yeah, it's very philosophical. <laughs> like all the all the conversations are very like introspective and shit. On the topic of podcasts, uh, my friend Anthony said he's listening to Play Watch Listen, which is a gaming industry podcast with Troy Baker and some other individuals, and they cover different stories and different uh, deep dives in it. You mean you got a you got a podcast with Troy Baker's beautiful voice on it? Troy Baker's such a beautiful voice, dude. God damn. Such a That's the voice, voice of Joel dude. in The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just an incredible guy. Big shouts. Such a beautiful voice. <laughs> Big I was going to try to meet him at a <laughs> Comic-Con before it was canceled. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was big rip. Big rip. Have you guys seen Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell? Nope. No idea what that is. So my friend Stephanie said she's been watching that. It's a British miniseries, seven episodes, 2015, focused on uh, these two individuals, Mr. Norell and Jonathan Strange, as they both... Jonathan's just, like, had the magic awaken in him, so he's, like, learning how to use magic, and he's pretty strong for uh, a novice. And then Mr. Norell is kind of like an experienced older man who's been doing magic, and it's kind of like both of them trying to help the kingdom overcome problems in an alternate version of history. Oh, word. Sounds it's really like, cool. Sounds pretty interesting. That show's depiction of fairies is really cool. I always like when fairies are kind of depicted as, like, kind of scary. Almost like, uh, oh, like they yeah. could be good or bad. Like, there's a cost and a trade. Hmm. Almost like a genie, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That reminds me of the genies from The Witcher. And you just said genie. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> That's, like, intense. <laughs> man. What have you been watching, Kelton? What have I been watching? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been watching Tower of God, The Clone Wars. Uh, I just recently restarted Hunter Hunter for the seventh time through. Because, <laughs> man, putting that show on and just, like, hearing that intro, hearing Gon's voice, just such a warm feeling of, like, nice. Of course. Damn, this of is course. good. I just love seven, that anime. Seven goes, huh? Yeah, I've watched it through seven times now. Lucky I watch it twice seven. alone. And then, like, four times with some friends. You know, my uh, old manager, Jose, and good friend, Jose, he has watched that anime probably that many times as well. Big shouts, Jose. Big shouts, Jose. Big shouts, Jose. <laughs> Big you shouts guys, to Seth. You guys both, both ride that train hard. Dude, I'll ride that train till I die. I'm sure I'll be showing my kids Hunter Hunter. Hopefully by then there's more. There's more anime. <laughs> more Hunter Even Hunter. Even if there's not. Well, it's, yeah. I don't need anything else. I, I've watched like, Hunter Hunter a hundred times. Yo, yo, but... Do you guys want there to be more... Um, the Last Airbender. As long, well, I mean, they're doing the live-action version of it coming up soon, like right, the Netflix right, right. original series. No, but I would definitely like another, like, incarnation. Like, post-battle with the Fire Lord and, like, after that stuff? Personally, no. I kind of view it the same as, like, Harry Potter. It ended when it should have ended. Yeah. Mm. I think the fact that there's that giant gap in between uh, the ending of that and Korra like makes it more powerful and you kind of like wonder like what happened in between then and like you get to think of all this shit on your own you know or like yeah. do a little bit of research and i don't yeah. know it's cool i think as i've gotten older i've realized that like wanting to know those answers a lot of times leaves you disappointed yeah compared yeah. to what you would assume happened i guess but i would still watch seven more scenes <laughs> i would still watch seven more seasons of the last airbender though <laughs> 
I would watch so much more Last Airbender. I think if they did something like a uh, prequel where they did one of the previous Avatar lives, like Roku or something like That'd that, be cool. that would be pretty sick. Or even a future cool. Avatar. Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. Uh, I'm not going to dive into that. But <laughs> I'd like to see like 20 years after <laughs> they defeated the Fire Lord. Dude, old Aang? Old Aang. Not well, like 20, 20 years. So it's like he's like 30. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like 35. I can see that. I can see that. Something like that. I don't know. Just look at Baruto. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, but that's. Like, there's got to be a point where it a, dies. Okay, dude. This, that's a different. Level, dude like let's just relax naruto is a massively long anime and then to follow it up with fucking baruto like let's just slow the roll i'm trying to compare that dude it's exactly the same i don't i don't know how you're not seeing the correlation avatar has three seasons man yeah but that's like there's like an like Imagine if Walking Dead ended on season three or four. It would, I feel like it would be much like people would view it a lot better than they do now. Yeah, uh, once you get to season eight and you start watching it, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I've seen it all. I guess there's something nice and sweet about ending it while it's good instead of running until it gets canceled. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of shows that I haven't watched like the last that episode good, of. That is and, a valid uh, point. But. I think that's the reason. I just like that. I like that little mystery at the end sometimes. I don't want it. Like, yeah. if someone tells me an ending is bad, I'll, I'll be like, all right, I'm not going to watch it. Boom. Lol. Problem solved. You don't find out for yourself? I fi- I like Game of Thrones and stuff. <laughs> I still haven't seen the last episode of Game of Thrones. That's what I'm saying. Like, I haven't watched I've watched Game literally Thrones, every episode except for the very last one. You guys watched Supernatural? There's a one that goes forever. Nope. I watched a lot of that as a, like, youngin'. Well, I thought they were cool, and then I got older, and I was like, these guys are a little weird. And that, that argument is the same reason that I think, you know, uh, Samurai Champloo is held in such high regard. So I do agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I do agree on, on that angle. Totally beep up. You know, like, I, par- I partly agree. Yeah, nice, them. short and sweet. But on the other side, it's also, there's also still, like, a large group of people that want to see more content and want to see more, and not just, you know, to run the show into the ground or whatever. And it might... I'm honestly like, I would hesitate to say that that is what runs the show into the ground. I think it's just that like the ratings go down after so long after something being out for so long because other things the critics are getting bored. Yeah, the critics are getting bored with it, and then like other things are coming out and taking the front lines. So it's like obviously it's not going to be as in the front line if something's been out for nine seasons. It's not going to be front page news when like new shit happens or new shit comes out. You know? Yeah, yeah. Versus if there's only two or three seasons of a show. Everything is more impactful, which you could also argue makes it, you know, for the same point of saying that makes it better. Um, but I don't know. I think I think there's still something to be said for continuing a story and like or getting more content or looking to the future of something and not so far as Korra because Korra is a different, entirely different thing. You know, like yeah. And also in Korra, like there's like not many benders left like and the avatar is gone right like the avatar doesn't exist anymore in Korra right wait I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking know Uh, well like one thing like when something goes on for a really long time the stakes need to continuously get raised for the audience to stay engaged and excited so like in Hunter you see the stakes continuously get raised Mm -hmm. so I feel like if something's going to be long term, it needs to be planned from the start and have like a good pacing that 
when when the stakes get higher, it makes sense and it doesn't get ridiculous. Like in like in uh, Dragon Ball Z, the stakes have been raised so much that he's fighting gods from other universes mm -hmm. because the stakes need to continuously get raised um, mm -hmm. for people to stay engaged or else it's like, oh, well, we've already seen him fight the strongest person ever or whatever. And it's like, no, we got to introduce someone who's stronger than that. And right. so like with Avatar, I just wouldn't want it to see it get to the point where the stakes have gotten raised to the point to where it's ridiculous. Well, I don't think they would, they would need to, right? Because they've set it up so far with Korra. Right now we're left with like what happened to Aang. Like, because some of those- But would you want to see him die? Um, I don't, don't want to see I him die, it's, dude. I couldn't handle it. Well, there's also the demo. It's like a lot of the people that are Avatar fans are now in their 20s. So it's like they could create like a darker, you know, like a darker show could be created that. out of that, you know? Which, Adult honestly, Swim, pick it up. Well, I was yeah. going to say, Adult <laughs> Swim did that with uh, Samurai Jack. They brought it back for a final season and it was extremely adult and it was good. Boom. It was fantastic. Boom. There it is, dude. I could maybe if they bring it back for one season, one season and it's adult R-rated, and you see how Aang dies. Sure, dude. <laughs> All yeah, I'm I was saying is I would be like, so happy if there was more. Because like in Korra, everyone else, everyone else is alive except for Aang. That's what like, I'm basically. That's, yeah, exactly. So you got it's like what happened? And the Avatar is no more or something, or Korra is, and she's like. Yeah, Korra's the Avatar, but she's, but there's like. It's like a whole weird thing. I can't remember. Yeah, there's some like, weird shit. It gets like really deep yeah. and weird. It's been a while since I've watched it, so but Or like somebody's trying to end the Avatar or something. I can't remember. Yeah. That's somebody's goal in the show. So this week we decided to cover two songs instead of one. Because two me songs. and Devin both found songs that we liked that came out last Friday that we wanted to cover. So first I wanted to go into fifty three Thieves' new song Lockdown. Oh yeah, it's that it's that quarantine vibes. That's the uh, song Devin picked, right? Yeah, this is a song I picked. I've been following uh, Fifty Three Thieves for a little while now. From the moment, and uh, from the moment, it, from the moment, Kelton started playing it, I mean, it was like, this is the one that Devin was about. This sounds because like he told me because he told me that you had picked a song, and I was like, yeah, all right. He puts that song on. I was like, this is the one. I had Devin written all over it. Dude, it's got it has like kind of like an O oh Wonder vibe. They're just like a duo of two singers and two producers, uh, girl and dude duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they it just really recently nice. dropped a uh, EP called After Hours not too long ago, like right before quarantine. They dropped that. Nice. I'll have to check. And that now out. they're topping the charts, dude. They they went from like a thousand plays to now they're now they're getting to the millions. They're they're doing it. Damn, that's super nice. It's always cool to see artists that you find kind of blow up. Yeah. And you kind of see how they, their sound changes or how they react yeah. to that yeah. exposure. Definitely, definitely. I don't even think they show their faces, too, which is cool. <laughs> right, it just leaves a little mystery. I'm like, who are you? Mystery. Who oh, are mystery. you, sexy-voiced angels? <laughs> I want to see Yeah, but then uh, hopefully it's not like Hollywood and Dead where you look up what they look like, actually, and you're just left disappointed. You're like, oh. This is why they wear masks. <laughs> Bro, uh, somebody I was playing on WoW with recently, this guy from um, Greece, <laughs> he was just blasting Hollywood Undead in the background. And then oh he's, like, he's like, hey, man, like, you like Hollywood Undead? And I was like, well, I did when I was like younger. He's like, man, me too. I'm having so much fucking nostalgia right now. <laughs> and I was like, I just started losing it, dude. I was cracking up. <laughs> 
Do they tour? It seems like they tour in Russia more than anywhere else during the year, and it seems like they really sell out shows in Russia. So they must be just big. It's not surprising. Just big boys in Russia. Big Russia boys. God, Hollywood just, and dead. They're just in big school. Russian boys. <laughs> Remember bumping that shit, thinking I was so cool. Speaking of other countries, I had my song is from Germany. Two German artists, Ami Warning and Seppalot. The song's called Bleibe durch No. I found it in my new Whoa. Friday release playlist. Sent you guys that. Your German is showing. Yeah, that shit. That song. Pretty grooving. Pretty damn grooving. I love this song. Had me bouncing in my chair a bit. Vibe into it. Yeah, I was playing it while I was playing games. <laughs> I think it's like the a song. Nice chill beat. Yeah, the songs that we both chose have like similar, similar vibes. Yeah, back to back, it just sounds like they'd be right next to each other in a playlist. <laughs> just ones in German. Yeah. Just ones in German. How do you say it again? Yeah. Bleibe durch no. Bleibe durch no. It's nice. Bleibe durch no. No idea what it means. Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what's either. always hard for me when I when I'm listening to like foreign music. I'm like, I want to know what you're saying. You like, can find while out you're right saying now. it. Translate. Yeah, when I looked it up on YouTube, it had one view. I was like, okay. Wow. Translate. <laughs> I want to know. Just get that quick translate in here. Pull it up. Pull up. Pull up the words. One feedback I miss is the my friend Daniel has been watching Community. Have either of you guys watched Community? No. Yeah, I've watched a lot of like I've, I think I've watched like four seasons in. Okay. What is it about? Like I've heard good things about it, but I've never personally watched it. It's about just like a group of people kind of breakfast club style they even like make a breakfast club reference in the beginning they all <laughs> join up for a study group they're all f from like different walks of life and they all go to community college and they uh basically just try and help each other pass and then it has like a i don't know donald glover is in that shit and that's all i gotta say dude that's all i gotta say <laughs> that's all i gotta say i mean what what little more do you little want gambino little gambino come on you can't ask for much more Come on. Dude, I, know what, I know what I want, dude. I want you guys to pick between two different movies in this week's Instagram popularity poll. Oh. All right, all right. All are, you guys, think... are you ready for this? Yeah. This is a tough this one. This is my redemption, this is a, dude. This is let's a tough see, one. Yeah, let's see if Devin's ready for this. I'm ready for this. We got, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold up, dude. My percentage list. Hold on. Yeah, get out the percentage book. <laughs> get, because get on math, one side of the arena. On, Devin. Get your math hat. On one side of the arena, we got Iron Giant. And on Ooh. the other side, we got The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, wow. this one's easy for me. This one's easy for me, dude. Wow. For, like, my personal choice. I don't know what the people out there wow. are going to pick, but I know what I... This what is... I wow, what an interesting matchup, though. Yeah, that's very, like... Man, the Iron Giant. I would pick the Iron Hogarth? Giant because... With Hogarth, dude. <laughs> with little Hogarth. Oh, man. But the Emperor's New Group. So, it's such a classic. It is yeah, a classic. But Iron oh, Giant was just one that tugged Cusco. at the heartstrings. Poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> Cusco. Cusco. <laughs> poison specifically to kill Cusco. It's Cusco's poison. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch the TV show on, like, Disney, whatever? Yeah. Disney I watched Channel? some of that. I it was, like, yeah, I watched that. Some weird some Disney weird Channel. Shit. Man, yeah, that and like the Hercules TV show. That's a good man. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. There was they, a lot of those Disney shows. A bit, you know. Yeah. That they just made out of the like movies. Uh, yeah. All right, Devin, um, I would Devin, say Iron call? Giant. 
I would say Iron Giant is the one that I choose. Emperor's New Groove is great. Uh, I think that's the one that the people are going to pick. Yeah, so. I'm not looking forward to the inevitable Emperor's New Groove live action. You think I gave, people are going to pick Emperor's New Groove? Yeah, but uh, I gave the percentages first last time, and I think that put me at a slight disadvantage. So uh, you got you got to go Okay, first. we can go back and forth each week. Sure. Um, I think the Iron Giant is going to win, oh, but shit. only barely. I like that this week you guys have chosen like different sides where you where are your percentages at? i think the iron giant is gonna be at like just above 50 percent like yeah, i feel like it's gonna be 55 close. to 65 percent just like, give me a give me a solid like, percent not verse okay um all right let's just say 60 40 iron giant wins god damn it i was gonna say that again i was gonna say hey like last week but <laughs> i'm just gonna go with 55 you think new you think new Wait. groove one though Devin? yeah i think yeah Okay. At 55%? 55. Okay. Hey, Devin's at Emperor's New Group, 55%, 45% Iron Giant, and then we got Alex at 60% Iron Giant. I feel like this one is going to be split. Oh, man. Devin actually won. Uh, Iron Giant won 52%, but Devin's 7 off, whereas Alex is 8 off uh, <laughs> with the 60%. Well, That's pretty funny. But he thought New Group won. Yeah, so he did, but he was only seven percent off the actual percentage. Yeah, but so I guess if you want so if you want to play it that way, if you want to play it that way, it's. But it, the tiebreaker would be that Devin's percentage is seven points off. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the logistics of this all. You're the Dude, game master. I have master. no idea which one I would choose here. But I did say Amper's new groove would win, so I, yeah. I would say Alex wins. All right, all right. We'll give it to Alex. Alex, two zero. God damn for the it! Am- Blast off. <laughs> lucky I'm a good sport. I could I could have claimed that win. Kelton was ready to give it to me. I know. Even though I we bo- even though we both had a point of victory, I think of it as a tie. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, man. You had, cl- you had, <laughs> you had closer. You had closer percentages. <laughs> I called who won. Together, our math hats. We did. We did a pretty decent I job. Mean, it's so close. Fifty-two percent to forty-eight percent. It's a hard. Uh, Hard pick between those two. I wanted to say something closer to fifty percent, but you, dude, at first you're like right above fifty percent. I was like, oh, he's gonna get it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> and then I was gonna okay. say sixty forty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week, uh, we got some new intros and outros made by Krevins. Shout out, big shout, Krevins. Love big that. Shout big too. shout out. I am big so shouts. grateful for these. So yeah, you you probably already heard the intro coming in. Make sure to check out his music. He makes music. Check that shit great music. Out. Yeah, check it out. Krevins makes the most amazing jams. They make you feel good all the time. Trust me, they'll put a smile on your face. What is his uh, SoundCloud name? It's Krevins. Krevins but it's spelled C H R V N S. Yeah. C H R V N S. Fun fact, he's actually my producer too, so I mean, he's a good guy. All around amazing individual. Fantastic. So yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the support. Thanks for having us. Peace out. Have a good week, guys. Peace.
Thank you.